0: buddy, and welcome back to another next level, people. We've got Joe Mullings on the show today with Sean and I. And Joe, I, I don't know if you know this, but this is this is the no BS, no fluff zone. Uh, any guest that Sean brings on, I'm always a little little cautious of. Are are you? Yeah. Are you gonna be SS? Are you gonna are you gonna fluff us around? Is this kind
1: of uh, candy? No, no. <laughs> I'm a New, I'm a New York boy from Hicksville. So I don't I don't, well, I but, don't
0: play BS. <laughs> okay, all right, good, all right. So Sean, give us a little intro on on Joe. Who who is this guy that you're you're bringing into this show?
2: Joe Mullins. Joe Mullins is one of my favorite people on LinkedIn, hands down. You know what I like about Joe? CEO, entrepreneur, right? He has this insane studio in his uh, in his uh, in his building, right, where that he made for digital and marketing, personal branding, but none of it's bullshit. It's all real advice, and it's just amazing to me how uh, how he's kind of brought this brand to LinkedIn. So I'm I'm I've been so pumped to talk to Joe for the past couple of months.
1: So I'm glad this is going down. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity and appreciate the kind words. Seriously, yeah.
0: So, so Joe, what what do you actually do other than uh, other than have a, a cool studio that I can see behind you?
1: Yeah. So um, I I got an executive search firm, a headhunting company. I've uh, been at it for 28 years. Yeah. Uh, we specialize in life sciences, medical device, uh, the largest search firm, uh, depending on how you, you, you keep score, in the world in med tech, we've made more than 5,000 placements in med tech. Uh, everything from our clients are Google, J&J, Medtronic, Baxter, and then companies you've never heard of before yeah. developing medical devices that won't see the light of day for another three, four, five years. Because they're going to clinical trials, and we do a lot of work with venture capitalists, and they come to us and want us to build out their companies. That's awesome. That's and so awesome. You, you've
0: been yeah. you've been doing that for for a hot minute. Then I mean, almost almost three decades. That's and doing five thousand placements. That's that's nothing to, to joke about. That's yeah. that's a lot of hours and conversations and probably frustrations and more than one <laughs> cuss word. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The F word of my, I was brought up, it's a comma, adjective, verb, pronoun. <laughs> right? so my mom raised me that way. Yeah, it's
0: also a Everything. blessing for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah, sure. that's awesome. Sure. Very you got cool. it, man.
2: Hey, real quick, can you guys hear me? I'm not coming through in my microphone. Is my microphone working? You guys hear me okay?
0: We hear yeah, you just fine. Can you hear us?
2: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know why why it's not
0: Well, it's, it's probably those 1990s headsets you got going on. I did know. You get those from Jet <laughs> Your Walkman headsets. Right? That's
2: exactly what they are. They are Walkman headphones. I've had these things forever. Yeah. It's it's just ridiculous. I don't know where the hell my other ones are, but yeah. So, good. I'm glad you guys could hear me. This is awesome.
0: That yep. yep. works well that way.
2: So, Joe, question yep. for you, big guy. Why did you decide to kind of invest in this whole personal branding thing. Hire eight people on your creative team. Talk to us about where where was the, the aha moment when you're like, holy shit, like this is something I have to do. And how has it been for your business? How has it improved it? Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, so, um, so I, we were wildly successful before this whole digital branding thing came online, right? You know, we were throwing back four or five million a year in fees alone, and and we're we're direct search, so that's not numbers right. on contract, right? That's like fee placements, twenty five percent first year earnings. So we were throwing back that, and and I grew up in uh, search. I was lucky. I was one of those people who was born to do it. Yeah. Uh, and December fourth, nineteen eighty nine, was my first day in the business. Probably before you guys were born, maybe I don't know um and, <laughs> no we're, we're not that young <laughs> and so if you if you know search it's a very analog business it's one phone call one minute to influence somebody yes or no they hang up the call right and so you get a chance to get your message across and you're always an interruption in somebody's life so i looked at this i'm like holy shit and and i had gone past the Gary Vee thing like 15 20 30 times i'm like yeah you know bark at me bark at me bark at me and, and one day I listened to him and I was like, you know what? I'm not digging how he, de- how he delivers it, but I dig what he's saying in his yeah. message. And yep. so, and so what we did, is, I said, how do I take this being an engineer to go from an analog relationship one to one to amplifying our message? And then how do I then tell my client's story to the masses at scale? So, I said, shit, I'm going to try this. So we went out and I hired my nephew as a cameraman. The very first video I made, I made it in um, my office at home. I brought it into my wife. I was super excited. It was on a Sony. She looked at it. She cracks up. She's like, you're fucking kidding me, right? (laughs) You you look like it's one of those prisoner videos, right? I'm like, but, (laughs) but, but. And she's like, reach out to Ryan. See what he's doing. He went to UMass Art, whatever it is. So I reached out to my nephew and he came down and that was like, two and a half years ago, and it was like an aha moment for me. I, we, we we developed some content, A couple clients jumped on it, and after that, I'm like, put the gas pedal down. Now, I'm lucky because we have a super profitable, super successful company. So, you. you know, I went up to Vayner, spent the day at VaynerMedia with Gary and his team, really saw how they did it, translated that to our business, and if you watch our stuff, Sean, Oh, we yeah. don't say use our company. What we do is my tagline, and I was born to I, like inspire, build, really, and teach. And so our content is all about bringing info to the market. If you dig it, cool. If you don't dig it, that's cool too. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just, just blew out from there. And now we've got eight, and we're adding our ninth. He starts uh, on the ninth of July. So we've just been hammering it.
2: That's awesome. And like I was saying earlier, the difference between, I feel – you and people that are trying to emulate like Gary Vee's and I'm not saying you're trying to emulate a Gary Vee whatsoever but the difference is you're not looking into the camera you're not telling me to just go for my dreams you're not telling me this bullshit you're not telling me this fluff you're actually educating educating us I remember watching a video where I think you were talking to a schooler or whoever you were talking to you were in front of a class and you're talking about like EQ versus IQ and I'm like the hell why is this guy doing recruiting like why isn't this guy like a professor at like some some school or or doing something else it's just it's awesome and that's why i dig your content so much that's why you you know you're one of my favorite guys to listen to thanks thanks Uh, i I
1: appreciate it and that was at umass amherst and i try and do as many uh presentations to sort of graduating seniors and that was their eisenberg (laughs) school of business mba program and it look look we have a responsibility and not being corny is We've gotten so many breaks in our life, and and when you get a chance to show people what you're good at and impact them, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, what uh, as far as as the type of content, how does how does that get you business? You going to uh, UMass and, and talking to these people about the difference between EQ and IQ? Like, wh- what does that do for you? Why does that work?
1: that doesn't get me business, that just um, that just balances out the give back. The, the way we get our business, so, so, so it's a couple ways. One of the things we believe is, if you're in the recruiting business, you'll know this too, and if you're not, it'll make sense really quick. There's A calls, B calls, and C calls, right? In the recruiting business, the A calls are the people you know, um, even the people that were referred to you, the people you've had a long relationship with. The B calls are those that maybe it was a referral, or maybe somebody knows of you. And then the C calls are the ice cold calls. You never want them in headhunting, but you have right. to make them. Yeah. yeah. When you put out content that we believe is good, or at least resonates with part of the market, there's no such thing anymore as a C call. Exactly. If, if you put out content, good content at scale, yep. There are more B calls and a ton more A calls. You know, how many calls I get on that I'm a little embarrassed that people are like, dude, I can't believe I'm talking to you. I watch you every day. I watch your feed. I watch your video. Like, thanks for taking my call. I'm like, no, 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 no. Thank you for calling in on me and, yeah. and wanting me to potentially help you with your career. So that's one way. All my calls now, and a large part of my team's calls, I've got um, 13 headhunters up on the floor. Um, they're B&A calls now. Yeah. And then the clients, what we do is we deploy our client story. That's where really... Really, where the home run is. We tell our clients story online, right? Because really good people are not looking. They're just not. They're heads down solving problems. Yep. So what we yep. do is we digitally storytell for our clients. We go in with my team, with my crew, and we do, if you watch our body of work, we first go in and do a walkthrough video because everybody wants to know what the place looks like. Everybody wants to know who's who. They want to see what is the tech. And then they want my opinion on it. We have a product. On the way out, we call it the loadout, we just changed the name of it. And I give a download. I'm like, this place is cool. Quick story, big mistake for me. I'm in Cali. I'm in San Fran. I'm leaving a client. And on the on the ride out, I, I flip the camera on, the team's in there. I'm like, listen, I just left the killer company. Man, it's a bunch of bangers and grinders, right? Now, apparently those words mean something else in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can I'm imagine. Sure. And I'm a New York guy thinking, I know what a grinder is, but not apparently in some other language. So, you know, I get yeah. caught once in a while. And my clients get pissed at me, but we tell the story, we get exposure. People can look at the video and the info and the content for weeks and months and then eventually decide to lean in and call us up because it's a safe place. And like, hey, Joe, I wasn't going to send my resume into ABC company, but I've been watching that content and I like what you're talking about. Yep. Tell me more about that. And that's where I get to pry the A player out from the place they would never have leaned in from before, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, it makes sense because you're breaking that barrier where people, they're they're looking at you. They hear you talking. They see your facial expressions, your body language. And then all of a sudden, they've never met you before in their life, but they feel like they know you. And that's, that's super, super powerful. I've seen that in, in my recruiting as well. Uh, where I did something similar, uh, it was a lot less, or I guess lower tech probably, because this, this was the camera right here, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was just me, I had a tripod, I was looking at the camera, and I was super pumped about what this company was doing, and I said, this is why you want to work here. It was like a two, maybe three minute video,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I ended up getting my biggest placement at that company from that video. Uh, and so it, it definitely definitely works it breaks stuff down so that you don't have to to do those C calls like you call them I mean those those cold calls sometimes they work out really well Sometimes people are pissed that you're bothering them at work. You know? Yeah, and it's
1: scale too So you think about it when you and I go to sleep and if you've got good content out there And I don't want to get wrapped around the axle only on video because video is time-consuming most people can't watch it at work then you've got to put the closed caption in So one of the things that we do, we have a body of work. We we put out video clearly, short short form and long form. Then we put out what we call breadcrumbs, (laughs) which is typically very short text tied with a picture. And then we write articles. And I put out every piece of content that goes out is written by me, the 110 articles, um, the breadcrumbs twice a day. Uh, And so you wanna try and inform and and facilitate the process to the making a decision in the headhunting world, not bullshit sell them. That's the key. Right. Because right. that'll smack right away. If you're trying to do the cheap sell, um, it's it's like the snappy clothes. Mm-hmm. What- what clothes am I going to take out on you today? That does not work.
0: Yeah. So t- talk to me about these breadcrumbs. Are these are these little pieces from the clips? You're like, hey, this is a great quote. I'm going to put a picture behind, almost almost like uh, a meme kind of thing. Not really a meme, I guess. But
1: yeah, I got out of the meme business early. I just <laughs> I'm still trying to get into it. It's just not working. For me. <laughs> you know, you me. you're not I, quoting I, yourself there, Joe. Uh, I am, but in a different way. You know, the the, the meme phenomena phenomenon is really sim- is really interesting here's why if you took like gary's memes or richard branson's memes or tony robbins memes memes and and put somebody else's picture on them people be like dude what the fuck's wrong with you exactly right? absolutely right? <laughs> exactly that's the
0: funniest thing that's why like people that try to like these gary wannabes as, as sean calls them like uh. they'll post something with their their own picture with a gary-esque quote and you're like Really, dude? Like, I don't even know who you are. Why are you saying this? Right.
2: Yeah. Stop telling me. (laughs) Stop telling me that 70% of my day is bullshit. (laughs) You don't know
0: me. Yeah. That's my issue with the
2: whole thing is like, listen, if you are somebody who's like a Gary Vee or you're somebody who's been successful and you've built this thing. But if you're like another, you know, schmuck like me or Greg. Yeah. Life coach. coach, 21 year old life coach running around telling me, you know, best practices. You're going to tell me I don't know how to do my jobs, like.
0: Who the hell are you? Yeah. Get out of here. You know, we, and, we sound like a bunch of old dudes complaining about young people right now. You know that, right? I know. <laughs> I know. I know.
1: Yeah, we do. But but the good thing about LinkedIn, more than any other platform, um, is it's, to me, the one that keeps everybody most honest. Because nobody really has grown an organic following on LinkedIn, if you think about it. Like, the guys we just chatted about, and I hold in the highest regard, V and, and, and Robbins and 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 certainly Branson, who I love they've carried over a following to LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and so in LinkedIn, you've got to have legitimate cred and you've got to have legitimate body of work and content because you can't just come on there and do a backpack dance or flash your boobs and also, or buy followers. People are going to look at you and go, okay, let me see what you've done. What have you accomplished? What, what have you done to date? What body of work have you put out? What's your resume look like? What do you write about? And then they'll slowly creep in. That's yeah. really what I love about LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, no, it is an interesting thing. And Sean, there's another guy telling you stop flashing your boobs. It's not gonna work.
1: <laughs> I can't help it. I know. I can't dude, help. If you got I him, especially on continue.
2: Wednesdays, man.
1: Guitar uh, player, man. I did not know that. So yeah. I was really impressed with that. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Nice. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been playing
2: guitar and being and playing cover bands and wedding bands for the past
1: I don't know ten years. Yeah, you and and my wife's an incredible rock and roll. That's how I met her uh, 20 years ago, and now I know why not you why ugly guys get laid by beautiful women who are musicians. It's the drummer. (laughs) (laughs) Because every time I see her sing, I'm like, God damn it, I fell in love again. So like, even that's why guys like Rick Ocasek nail the most amazing chicks, right? Yeah, because music is just like. It doesn't matter who you are; they, it's just you fall in love with the vibe that goes out. So I know you're you're, you're hitting it all over the place with that. And I'm not in love with you, or well, not that bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, man. Before you know, before I met my wife, you know, we all have we've all had our fun, but you know that's that's a story for another for another day.
0: That's <laughs> our other podcast about that's bangers our other pod- about bangers yeah. and grinders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and- <laughs> um, so ta- so I mean, you've built a brand. You've yeah. seen success with that both to get business and just to put good out there and kind of balance things out again with a give take. What are some of the negatives that you've seen since starting this? What are the, what are the hard lessons you've learned other than, you know, just the, the language in certain places?
1: Yeah, look, it's expensive. If you're going to do it right. Um, I, I know everybody says like, Oh, all you need is an iPhone. Yeah, that's true. You know, but if I gave a ukulele from Toys R Us, it just wouldn't be the same quality uh, getting the message across. Yeah. Um, so I I think it's expensive. I, I dropped year one. I dropped 400 grand cash year two, north of that. Um, and so you've got to really be committed to it. Yeah. Um, I was my own capitalist. So the profits I made from my business, uh, and I went big, I mean, I went, you know, go big or go home is how I've always played. Um, so the money is one, two is, uh, don't listen to other people tell you that, oh, uh, uh, it's your ego or uh, uh, what's wrong with you. Or actually, the first time I did stuff, my memes, somebody yeah. called up my wife and said, is Joe sick? Um, is he dying? <laughs> and she's like, why? <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> that is kind
0: of funny. Dude, that's that's the is. Truth.
1: She's I like, would, why? He's putting this stuff out there. And she's like, oh, it's just him. But now all those people are like, cool, I'm digging this stuff, it's helping me, all that kind of stuff. So that, that's number one, it's expensive. Two, it, is if you're really going to do it at scale, um, you've got to have endurance and you've got to be in it for a really long time because the ROI is quite a while. Yeah. Um, and so be committed. I, I typically work from six in the morning till six at night, and I added on another two and a half to three hours of my workday um, just to keep my content on top of my eight person team, um, on the rails. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing.
0: That's so, insane. so yeah, I mean that, that is, it's a lot of work and it's interesting. Some of the things that you said, cause, uh, people calling up your wife saying, is he okay? Is he sick kind of thing? Uh, the people that are bugging me right now because they're quoting themselves at the same time, I'm like, I mean, they're still doing it. They're still like, 10 years from now, if they keep doing it and they, they might actually be somebody that other people quote. Uh, and so that, that whole endurance thing, even though some of them, I'm pretty sure are just full of it, uh, there are others that if they stick with it, I could really see it coming through. Um, but as far as, uh, some of the, the really, have you seen any negative pushback other than people saying, what are you doing, Joe? Maybe from a client or, or anything like that?
1: Yeah, it's a challenge with us because um, I don't like to ask for permission for anything. Um, You know, the old permission forgiveness line. So when when we put out content for a client uh, and and we've got some, some of them I can't even mention by name because I'm not allowed to, but they're working on some really high tech things in the marketplace. And when we're on site with them and we shoot content, it's got to get scrubbed. A lot of it's got to get scrubbed. So I have to ask for approval. It's got to go up and down the chain of approval. Sometime the clients don't like what I put out. So in other words, I put out something this morning that might be edgy to a client in Cali right. and not New York. And it has nothing to do with them, but it's on my own personal feet. Yeah. Uh, and it's an opinion or a position. And that sometimes rubs them the wrong way, but I have to ask them to take it on whole. Does it move their brand forward because my brand moves forward? So are you doing a lot of, I mean, obviously you're using it,
2: for the business also for, you know, to get your name out there, your company, but our yeah. company is paying you to do branding for their organization. Yeah. Like that's yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. So we, we do it a couple ways. One way we do it is on some of our larger projects where there's 20 or 30 hires, we'll go in and we'll shoot an entire body of work for them. Podcasts. I mean, if you go online and you look at Potrero, if you go on my feed, Joe Urban, and I can mention Joe's name out there. Joe is running the most progressive med tech company I've seen in my 30 years in regards to branding tech, um, predictive analytics on his product, all that kind of stuff. So we went out there, we shot podcasts, we had a director of Google on, we had uh, one of the lead guys out of the Mayo Clinic. So what we do is we surround the client with content about the market, about their product, about their technology and about their sort of environment and we paint A mosaic over three four five months and they pay us for that and we work it into the placements now we have clients coming to us who don't have any presence on LinkedIn uh, and we're sitting down with them deciding what it is they want to get done and they're paying us now um, let's say it's seven figures a month to manage their LinkedIn um, uh, platform and develop content for it Um, so yeah yeah, so that's awesome Yeah, there's a couple areas that we're going into. That's awesome. How long did it take
0: you to get from starting people calling and asking your wife what's wrong with him to people actually like, oh, he's actually doing something where you actually started seeing results? Because I think the answer – well, I'll let you answer and then uh, I have a follow-up question to that.
1: Um, so re- what I did is I built a business within my business, right? right? So we had a super successful search firm, and we knew how that machine ran on an analog basis. And all I did was say, how do I amplify what we're doing um, in regards to using digital at scale? Uh, so that was the first question. It's hard to say, you know, what do I say? Uh, for every marketing dollar you spend, half of it is thrown out the door. You just don't know which half. And so, so (laughs) I don't know, um, what day or what event or what catalyst or trigger point it was that I can uh, say there it is. There's the money because of that. Um, yeah, what I can tell you though is from a business development perspective and a credibility in the marketplace with individuals, we don't use the word candidates on purpose. Um, and you'll see that, you'll see that in all our content. Um, it just raises the level of professionalism, credibility, knowledge. Now, if you're full of shit and you're a bullshitter, you're going to get outed really quick if you go yeah. digital. If you know yep. your stuff, you're going to get out there and people will go, holy cow, who's this guy? I'm going to watch him. I got real quick to answer that. And then second follow-up question. Some lady, I put out an article two days ago about ghosting, and it got really embraced well in the marketplace. And some woman wrote on there, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to like you after reading your content a few times, um, please keep it up. And, and I'm like, I, I, I wanted to answer, I'm not sure how to take that, but thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, but you know, you're not going to like me in the beginning. You're going to listen to me a little more. You're still not going to like me or you're going to be like, okay, this guy talks the truth and not my truth, the truth. He knows his market. Um, he knows what he's talking about. His shit works. Um, cool. I'll watch. Yeah. So I don't know. How do you put a dollar on that? But it, it, it That built. is hard.
0: Yeah. No, it's I mean, what you just said with that with that lady is kind of how I feel or uh, yeah felt and still feel about Gary V where like at, in the beginning, I was like, this guy's full of it. Like, this is stupid. Like kind of it sounds like this similar to how you felt about him. And then I, I actually listened to what he was saying and what he was doing. I was like, all right. I guess I'll, I'll listen to some of the stuff that he's doing and watch what he does and take what I think will work for me, but I'm not, I'm not going to be a Gary. Uh, and it's, right. it's, it's interesting how that works, but I think a lot of people kind of to your earlier point of, uh, endurance, a lot of people, they get the starry eyes and they, they want to make this content. They want to be a LinkedIn famous. They want to be a LinkedIn <laughs> influencer. Yeah. They join a pod that, yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of, Clichés going on of what everybody wants to do, and then they get so caught up in it that they realize a little bit later on down the road this isn't even who I am, and my content is now BS, and I'm frustrated. And this is actually me talking about me right now. Where I
2: like and echoing me. Yeah. yeah, Exactly what you're talking about.
0: In the very beginning, like I started a I started a podcast a year and a half ago called Dawn of the Devs. It was all tech related. It was great. It was really A lot of fun everything Uh, and then I started next level people and everything was going really great and then my brand almost got ahead of me it it was it was interesting to watch it happen it got ahead of me and uh, I got the rug pulled out from me for just random situations Uh, and then that brand that I built it just it was gone uh, it, not yeah. not gone completely, but it was just. Yeah. It's interesting. The people that are so interested in LinkedIn right now that uh have the starry eyes, if they stopped today, yeah. three to six months from now, nobody's gonna know who they are.
1: Yeah, and you bring up a great point, and I'm glad you have. Is I, I watch and and um Sean, you and I have a friend, um yeah. who is very prolific or was uh in the public domain on some things and it became a distraction to his business. Yeah, and, and, and that's what you have to be careful of is the people who are on LinkedIn, some of them have a business plan to, to branding or marketing or using it as a platform. Let's just say that. I don't even want to say branding themselves. You've got to really think this out because everybody has the same amount of time in a day. And if you're already not wildly successful, this is my opinion for LinkedIn. If you're not already pretty successful in your business model without LinkedIn and you're gonna come on and try and build a business on LinkedIn like um, people do on Instagram or uh, 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 Facebook. We're not selling t-shirts on LinkedIn. We're not selling bags of pretzels. I think it needs to be an amplification of your current business um, and be prepared to Spend an enormous amount of additional time, not instead of, on how you really make your money today. Mm. And 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 there's so many people, you know. LinkedIn is the friggin' Bitcoin of. of, of <laughs> Don't careers. you start talking bad about Bitcoin, Go. <laughs> Down that road. Okay? Every, every, right. Every everybody who's uneducated on Bitcoin is going to get burned, uh, and just like everybody who's uneducated on how to use. LinkedIn is a platform to augment, not be your business, is going to get burned.
0: Yeah. No, that's – you bring up a really, really good point that it's not instead of, it's in addition to. That time piece is what people don't get. They think I'm going to do this and I'm going to get so big that I'm going to be able to make a living off of this. And people are literally quitting their jobs to be LinkedIn famous and – it's really kind of some of them, like okay, uh, Michaela Alexis, for example. Do you know who she is? Have you heard of her? Sorry, no, no, it's all right. So, Michaela Alexis, she, sorry, she started, yeah, sorry, Michaela. He's
2: not uh, listening, He's not she,
0: listening. yeah, she probably blocked us a long time ago. A long uh, time. no, she, uh, she started putting out content like crazy in her job search, she got a great job got a promotion because she kept doing the content. She got ended up being partner and starting up her own kind of line of business uh, with that same marketing firm, uh, and she became extremely successful. And now she is that entrepreneur, that speaker that she's always wanted to be. But to your point, she was successful before she made that jump. She had that following before she
1: made that jump. And you're going to get unicorns in every business, just like everybody who starts up a social platform is in Zuckerberg, right? So you will get the unique unicorns. But I would hazard to say if you audited what Michaela did and looked at how many hours in the day she executed on, and she probably had somewhat of a plan um, and probably had a team giving her guidance or maybe she was a natural. I don't know her personally. But here's the deal, you have to make a decision. When you go on LinkedIn and you wanna use it for a business model, you got a couple choices. You could continue to work your 12, 14 hour days like I do, right? I enjoy this, so it's not work for me. And that's a corny thing, but it's true. Um, but then I went out and hired an eight person team mm-hmm. in order to do what I wanted to get done so I wasn't distracted from what I did really well, head hunting and talent acquisition. Or you sleep a lot less. Um, or you write, like everybody gets hung up on video. And I think people are hung up on video because it doesn't take as much skill as writing on a regular basis. Right. Right. Just my opinion is, you know, I, I don't know how many hair up the nose sitting in the front seat of the car with the steering wheel in front of you videos really are going to build a business around somebody. <laughs> right. right. You got to have a strategy. I have eight people here arguing with me every day on what I hallucinate thinks should be done. And they're right more than I am. And I would have ran down the wrong road by not hiring the pros.
2: Let me ask you something. In terms of content overload, right? I mean, Mm. you see people that are doing the same, the videos that you just spoke about, right? On a daily basis, just giving us like philosophy tips and like life tips and parenting advice. Like what is content overload to you, to your firm? Like what is your personal belief that, you know, where's the line? Where's the line,
1: Joe? We need to understand this. Yeah, I, I probably step over it a little bit at times, uh, but I've got a couple audiences. You know, I think content overload is if your content sucks, it gets overloaded really quick. Yeah. Um, so that's one. If, if your content is good, uh, I think what you need to do is just read what the market says. You know, there's people who put out, again, coming back to Gary, Gary puts out 14 pieces, 18 pieces a day. His brand continues to grow because he's indexing towards the 18 to 26 year old uh, t-shirt entrepreneur. And that's cool. And I'm a huge fan of Gary. I mean, I paid the 20 grand to go up to VaynerMedia for the day at Vayner with me and my camera guy. I'm totally, he's one of my sort of touchstones, right? Yeah. Um, but it really depends on who your market is, Sean. And I can't, I can't put out four pieces of content a day um, in my business because people will then unfollow me and I never get a second shot at them. I'd rather leave them wanting a little more quite honestly yep. um then gagging them with too much absolutely
0: yeah no the i think you you nailed the it depends on your content because i mean even like Sean and i we had that great idea i don't even know if you saw it because it was such a great idea that it was amazing nobody, it was great Nobody until we actually it. did it it was i mean socially awkward is we did I saw like a it. YouTube. I liked it yeah okay you liked you're like the one one person that the liked one, it. Yeah. We have but, but, right but but I it.
1: I yeah, I, I like here, but remember I liked it when I was um sitting in the backyard walk, watching Heckle and Jekyll on T V and then had that on next to it. Not right. while I was sitting in my cubicle at the office. Yes, yeah,
0: exactly. And that's the thing. Like we could if we did like ten things a day or even five things a week, five things a month, I feel like was even too much because the content just we weren't, we weren't that great with the content. I mean, if that's all we wanted to do, we might eventually get like a, a, a following or something like that. But it was just, it was to your point, the content wasn't there. And so it got overloaded real quick. People started on following us and all sorts of stuff. And, and you have
1: to look at content too, quite honestly, because there's, there's different modalities of content, right? There's video long and short. There's breadcrumbs, which are short articles, articles, long form, right? Then there's pictures, and I am learning that um, stills have almost as much impact, at least for my clients, as videos, and videos are a lot more expensive and longer to develop. So you have to look at your body of work, and then you have to look at the attention span of the audience you're going after. So if you, again, if, if I'm going after master's degree and PhDs, they are not gonna digest 12 second me barking at the camera, Uh, videos. What they will digest is a well-thought-out article that maybe tells them about the things they should consider as they navigate their careers um, in the Silicon Valley area and what they should be aware of and not aware of. So I think you've got to look at what is the content, where is it digested, who's your audience, who's it directed at, um, and then look at other media over the years. It always leaves hints, even though now they're sort of behind the curve. You know, network television, there's a reason why sitcoms were on once a week, right? Yeah. Not every night, right? Um, so I, I think you want to look at a number of things before you define what's overload or underload on content. Yeah. Awesome. Makes sense.
0: So let's let's talk about, I mean, you, you talked about you're a, you are a successful, you've got a successful firm and you can throw down 400K a year if yeah. you wanted to on this stuff.
1: More than uh, that now, but yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean, somebody. Uh, what about some of the the medium sized that maybe they're making a million dollars a year total?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, they
0: can't throw down almost fifty, sixty percent of their stuff on content. Or w- what's your suggestion for that size of a company?
1: Well, they can. Um, it's whether or not they believe in it, and um, so so that's number one. Because when I started throwing down the cash. Um, I believe I really believed in it. It's like opening up a business, right? So I, I made payroll my first two years in 1992, 1993 on my credit card, right? That yeah. didn't make sense, right? Yeah. Um, right? My venture capitalist was Citibank. Uh, so, yeah. you Jeez. know, <laughs> right? So, I but I believed, right? And it was the same thing with this: is the economics of it didn't make sense for me trading away my boy's Harvard education in one year, um, paid cash but I knew we were right. So the, the answer to that is, I'm not gonna quite say you can't. So that's one. Um, two is, you gotta know what you're doing and know who you're directing at and understand that video isn't everything. And that's where too many people run to because it's the easiest, again, going back to that. Yeah. Um, I think you've gotta build a case too. Uh, I would start out with pictures. I would start out with showing people how clever you are and then you have to determine what does your audience look like and don't get caught up in vanity metrics, right? So, so many people, you guys talked about this with Dr. Mike, I think, Uh, I watched it the other day and I loved it. Um, man, it's a slow build. I've only got what, 17,000 followers. Uh, two years ago I had like 4,000. Yeah. So, right. And so, but those followers I like to believe are fanatical followers versus, Um, vanity followers, uh, and my average client drops a check for 45 grand. So I don't need a lot of more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So what market are you in and who do you have to influence? So my ROI on my spend is a no brainer. And, but if you're selling t-shirts dropping 400 grand a year in marketing is retarded. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Not the smartest thing to do.
1: No. That's
2: that's a lot of t-shirts.
1: Right. You might as well be a Theranos, right? (laughs) Exactly. I yeah. mean, it worked really well for her, so that's yeah, but, but, but the story's not finished yet, so let's keep watching. Yeah, that's that's such a wild right? that's a, Come that's on a, over here, Sean. Right? Yeah, right.
2: That's <laughs> insane. She's screwed, man.
0: Like that is just maybe.
2: Man. Maybe.
0: You gotta yeah, but you know, she'll
2: get out of it. Like somehow, some way, they will get out of it. Meanwhile, you know Joe Schmo, who's you know guy caught with a like a couple pounds of grass over here right. on the side of the road, is getting Life's his ass over. kicked, and then he's gonna go to jail for life and get his kids taken away, and then All we're right. gonna talk about the whole immigrant thing. You know what? I'm, I'm no. nope. sure. not touching sure. it, Joe. Not okay. I'm down.
0: You've you've gotten him riled up, Joe. Thanks. It's You're gonna right. take You're the rest that. of the podcast <laughs> just to get him to come down. Down. I'm down.
2: Okay.
0: I'm down. All I'm right. Okay. No, it's, I like I like that you are not just, you know, on the soapbox of has to be video, has to be video, has to be video. Uh, Cause I feel like that's all anybody says right now. Yeah, like, it because It's
1: to- easy. It's easy. Look, it's super easy. How hard is it? You don't, you just put, turn on the thing and you blab into the phone and if it's no good, it goes away right. when you write, it sits there, you know, quite a while. Um, and it, look, I'm, I'm terrible at grammar. I don't even have a proofreader here. If you read my shit, Uh, My grammar is terrible. Thanks, Hicksville High School School District. Um, I went to Jericho, baby. (laughs) Hicksville, bro. Hicksville. Jericho is high for Newton. I couldn't afford Jericho. (laughs) I I was Hicksville 40 by 80 Cape Cod house with one bathroom. And uh, it was cool, though. Neighbors never moved back then when I grew up. Now, down in Florida, you got a new neighbor every day. But down then, everybody lived in the neighborhood at the same time. Well, yeah, right, I'm back. Um, so, so <laughs> sorry, I missed, I missed Long Island. Um, I, I forgot where we were.
0: No, we're talking about, you know, video is easy. Oh,
1: you, can, yeah. you can
0: just hit record and that's it. Writing, you that's just got to sit there for a little bit. Yeah. There's
1: no investment. So therefore, if the barrier to entry is so low and everybody can get into it, is that really a good business model? So just go to back to business 101. So... Right. What I would say is, what's a higher barrier to entry on "quote unquote" branding yourself? Maybe it's a blend. Maybe it's a body of work. It's it's writing. It's writing short form on breadcrumbs, as we call them. Um, you know, there's a guy in the Midwest. I won't say his name. I love his shit because he's so happy all the time. He's always smiling into the camera. He's somewhere in Indiana. He puts out stuff every day. He used to work in a gas station, and now he's got his own marketing business. I love that guy. Um, I wouldn't do business with him. But he's entertaining,
2: right? I blocked him after the second video.
1: Okay, you know who I'm talking about. I'm digging him, um, but because it's entertaining, not to do business with. <laughs> I do. So
0: that brings me to another question: Do you have people you follow? It sounds like you might just because they're a train wreck.
1: Yeah, him. Uh, <laughs> me? me. I got rid of. I got rid of Oleg. I just couldn't deal with him. Um,
0: he fascinates me, not because I think that he has any substance, but it's just like, how?
1: Just, yeah, that How? What happened? Like, how did he do that? Yeah, I, I yeah I don't know. Um, but there's there's singers who are like that. I'm like, how did you like Garth Brooks? How did you sell your soul to the devil to become? How that did he possessed?
0: come? He's trying to come right. back, or I don't know if he's still trying to come back. Somebody told me that he made another album like a year ago or something.
1: Right. So yeah, there's people that I follow that, um, are amusing. I I would say that, you know, you know, it's, you can learn two ways what to do and what not to do. So I use it as an educational process.
0: Yeah. No, it's when we had Alan Gannett on the show to that point, kind of, uh, he was talking about the way to be creative, like the people that are ultra super creative and that do really, really well, they're, or most often, just obsessive com- uh, uh consumers of content they're just they're not just posting it out there and just not caring about what any no they're acting like mark cuban like all these people they consume an insane amount of content to figure out that's what that person's doing that's what that person okay yeah. let's put all of this together this is my style and boom they're able to create something that's authentically them that actually speaks to their audience and it's it's an interesting interesting thing
1: Yeah, I would say, and that's a great point, that you can look at a ton of stuff. So, like, I would say Gary's super influential on the way I think, not necessarily where I'm evolving to. Um, If if you really want to present, I would say, go watch all the TED Talks Mm -hmm. and watch. Those people are selected for a purpose and are screened and are coached. So watch how people present in those 18-minute TED Talks super educational on how to convey a message. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and so you're right. You can look at a whole bunch of content, develop your own personal algorithm. Don't lie to yourself on what you think you can pull off. Like if I took Sean's guitar, dude, everybody would run. Right. Uh, but you put that tool in his hands. It's it's awesome. And so it's the same thing as, you know, play to really what resonates with you and then become really good at what you're good at. So that would be my advice on that. But on the on the short coaching side, go watch TED Talks, and that'll yeah. help one developing content written and um, on the video. Love
0: it. Well, we are coming to a close, Joe. This was this was really solid. I liked. I you know, like I said in the beginning, I was kidding with you. Where you know, this is the no BS, no fluff thing. Like you actually brought some really really good points. Like the the con the condensed amount of information that we got in this 40 minutes or whatever this is going to end up being is really awesome and i I really appreciate the time
1: yeah thanks for the opportunity i appreciate it and um i'm huge fans of you guys so uh i am
0: (laughs) (laughs) so we've got sean's mom my mom and joe mullings it's great
2: that's great. That all that's right. all we need. That's all we need. That is all that's we all right. need, man. Like, what else is there?
0: <laughs> I don't Maybe know. we got
2: Jeff Martin. We got Jeff. I yeah. mean, he, he's a he's a friend. And now He'll we've got us. the
0: guy from uh, Indiana. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh uh, man. So Joe, if you if somebody was like, I wanna I wanna see what Joe's up to. Where do you want yeah. them to go?
1: My LinkedIn page. I mean, we're starting other platforms, but Joe Mullings. Um, go check that out. Uh, I don't have any following to speak of at in Instagram and Twitter. We're we're building those. My team wants me to, but right now, just just go to LinkedIn. It's it's who I am.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, All right, awesome. ladies and gentlemen, Joe Mullings. Find him on LinkedIn and ask him ask him some questions. I bet he's got yeah. some answers for he's you. He's got a lot
1: of them. I'm open. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Stay well. All right, I take care. Better. Bye.